Tēnau mai hāri mai ki, tēnau hōtaka. Welcome to the panel, RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here, nice to be with you. Today, inflation, 7.3% highest in 32 years. Senior economist Brad Olson on that just after form. What we need to know. Also today, fuel tax cuts, half-priced public transport, reduced road user charges. All these are staying now until early next year. That on the panel. Also, tens of thousands of people in Aotearoa have been on their restricted learners for a very long time. What is stopping people from getting their full licence? We discussed that uh, this afternoon. And you might be one of them. Get in touch with us. And there's a campaign for a law change to ban the lifelong chaining of dogs. We have the SPC on to explain all. And Nigella Lawson is sick of cooking shows not treating contestants with respect, all that shouting, very unnecessary. Certainly didn't do that on Hudson and Halls. Is there, or was there, a cooking program you've always enjoyed? Joe Seeger, for example. Reaping a form about food. Text me, 2101. Email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Zoe George, Stuff Senior Sports Journalist. Zoe, lovely to have you on. Kia ora. Oh, it's always lovely to be on the panel with you, Wallace. And we're in the studio in Wellington for the oh, first time in forever. It's, isn't it great? Oh, it's so wonderful. I've missed it so much. Oh, listen to the passion. Wonderful. <laughs> um, and also extra special because you're alongside the one and only uh, Phil O'Reilly, business leader and MD of Iron Duke Partners. Phil, hello to you. Good to see you and and I would just say it is great to be back in the studio I agree with Zoe, other than your listeners have never seen the studio yeah. and it is Radio what it New need, Zealand Phil? standard. Yeah. <laughs> what does it need? Describe oh, it to us. De- 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 it needs flowers. It needs, yeah. it needs some flowers. Yeah, I it's have a some tidy up plants. vacuum. Some, yeah. good. A vacuum? Oh, Phil oh, it's, pretty, it's probably reasonable. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, pulling, pulling the curtains uh, afar just a bit too much <laughs> Phil. Maybe a portrait? Who are the portraits be of? Oil paintings, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's um, nicer than my home studio at the moment. So uh, our brand new podcast studio at Stuff in Wellington flooded two yeah. weeks after we had it built and opened and we had torrential downpours and so we had an indoor water feature. Yeah, I saw that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Phil Zoe here. Now just an advisory for Wakakotahi uh, State High 77 Colgate Canterbury. Uh, fallen trees are currently blocking the eastbound lane on State Highway 77 Homebush Road near the intersection with Coal Track Road. Motorists are advised to take extra care along this route. And also the road between Haast and uh, Makarora remains closed for the rest of today, Monday the 18th. The next update about this road will be tomorrow midday, Tuesday 18th of July. We will keep you up to date with the weather uh, across the country on RNZ National. But to this, it was the first All Blacks home series defeat in 27 years. You have to go back to 1994 for the last home series defeat. The third test, a 32 22 lost to Ireland. There was a press conference schedule that didn't happen. Unacceptable. That's what NZR boss Mark Robinson labelled the series. That And the Irish, well, they played a brilliant game and a series well-deserved to them. David Moffat is a former chief executive of the New Zealand Rugby Union and seasoned sports administrator, also headed Sport England, Welsh Rugby and the NRL. David, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. I feel a little bit left out not being in your studio down here. <laughs> um, you, you know, Wellington is known as Windy Wellington. Well, yeah. we've got gales down here today. It is incredible, the wind. Yeah. All right. Now, David, this wouldn't have happened on your watch, surely. I did. Tell us. <laughs> Interestingly enough, 
1998, the All Blacks lost, we lost five games in a row. And, you know, that was it's pretty much unheard of um, right up until then. So we, it, it, we, we finally lost the Bledisloe Cup in Sydney to Australia. So the board met for a day and we were considering the future of John Hart and his coaching team. The biggest issue we, that we had at the time was that there was nobody else to pick from. Graham Henry would have been the logical choice, but he had walked out on his contract with New Zealand Rugby to go and coach Wales at that time. Uh, and so we, we, it would be fair to say that we thought that John Hart was the second best coach in New Zealand at the time. There was nobody else, so we reappointed him uh, until the end of 1999 when we had a less than stellar World Cup in in the UK, uh, okay, France. interesting. So it has happened on your watch. I remember all exactly. all the issues around John Hart. Now, so to Ian Foster, his winning percentage is now dipped below seventy percent. It's the worst of any All Blacks head coach in the professional era. Straight up, David, what needs to happen? Because we do have a succession. We do have a um, other options. Yeah, there are there are other options this time. And Kerry Packer said to me one day when I was at the NRL. He said, son, he called everybody son. He said, you, you've, got, you've got to understand that the soft option is always the wrong option. And that stayed with me, actually. I thought it was, you know, coming from that guy. Um, Who's the soft option here? Pardon? Who's the soft option here? Well, the soft option here is to stay with the status quo, which is obviously not working. Hmm. Um, and it's not working on, on several levels. The first thing is that obviously the coaching team I don't think are up to coaching at this level. And I think, you know, it should be said that some of the players um, are not playing to the standard that is required. Let's see, there are existing players or new players coming in, so they, you have to have a look at the squad. And, um, you know, as is my want, I, I very rarely criticise, but I, re- I don't criticise New Zealand rugby without offering a solution. And my solution on the, in this occasion would be to create a new role at the top of uh, of New Zealand rugby, um, which should be a director of rugby. And there's only one person in the world that you would put into that role, and it'd be Wayne Smith. Wayne because Smith. Wayne Smith, absolutely. He He has the best knowledge of rugby of anyone in the world, and technically um, he is so astute, right? And he would be great in that role as a director of rugby. And then you could also, then, then you could have this, the, the head coaches, Razor uh, and Leo, M- Leon McDonald, uh, as an assistant coach and then other people to come into the coaching right. team. Oh, but I think that if you're going to go with, um, with Razor at this point in time, he needs a sort of, and he's got a great working relationship with um, Wayne Smith. And I, I would have him there in a heartbeat in that role because I think it's needed desperately. OK, you've heard it here first from the former Chief Executive of NZR. It's Wayne Smith, according to David Moffat. Let's bring in our panel. Uh, Zoe. So let's talk about Wayne Smith for a moment. He's just been brought on as the coach for the Black Ferns and that happened yeah. about six months out from the Rugby World Cup. And the Rugby yeah. World Cup is in New Zealand soil in about two months' time and yet we're not even talking about it. We're so laser-focused on the All Blacks, and there is more to yeah. rugby, I'm sorry to say, than just whether or not the All Blacks win or not. Oh, but but is oh, no, there... look, you're 100% correct. And you're oh, okay. To the per- 
you're talking to the person that actually named the Black Ferns the Black Ferns when I was at New Zealand Rugby. Mm. There was a, there was somebody running around trying to call them the uh, oh, I can't remember now. It was some weird name that they wanted to call them. Um, and I said, well, we can't have that. We'll we'll control this debate. And and we came up with Black Ferns. And Jenny Shipley announced them as the Black Ferns at Parliament House. Mm-hmm. So I've got a huge amount of support history going for women's rugby going back to those days. And and I think you're 100 percent correct. But I think if it was done properly, Smithy could actually. I would see his role as going across all of the New Zealand rugby teams. And until the, the Women's World Cup, he would obviously spend more time with them, you know, to make sure that they were successful, more successful than they've been recently. All right. But I, shall we yeah, bring in, sorry. sorry, Dave, shall we bring in, so Wayne Smith, it is for you. I want to ask you also who you think captain should be. Um, Phil, and then we can come back to Zoe. Phil. Yeah, I just, when I when I was sitting there watching them uh, on Saturday, gee, it was a good game, and the Irish just deserved to win mm. 100 miles an hour. But I was waiting for that creativity, because whenever you watch all black sides over the years, certainly over the last five or six years, you always see a spark of creativity. Someone comes in, you know, something will happen. And it just didn't. And it demonstrated to me, I thought, Sean Fitzpatrick said it well when he said we were outcoached, and that's why I think really the main people that need to look at their look at their reading here are the, are the coaching team. But it was also an extraordinary thing that Sam Kane came off for 15 to go. I mean, I'm in the crowd and there he is, he's trotting off. He's the captain. They're under the cosh and he wanders off and I'm thinking, what's going on there? You know, so clearly I think there needs to be some conversations inside the leadership of the team, but uh, as well as the coaching side. But let me make this point. I think it's entirely appropriate for New Zealanders to be pretty annoyed and, uh, and to feel pretty aggrieved about this rather than just say, oh, well, life's like that. That's, that's international sport. Because we put so much time and collective effort and brain power and you know, all our guts and all the rest of it into this team. Whether that's right or not, we do. Uh, and I think we should expect better. Hey, um, David, who should be captain? Um, well, I'm not quite sure. You've really got to work out who's going to be in the team first and who's going to um, going to be in the, one of the first picks. So I don't have a view about the captain. I do have a view carrying on from those last comments about the, um, about the, the, the fact that we actually care we care about the All Blacks and, you know, and I don't think New Zealand rugby pays enough attention to the fans. And in fact, I know they don't. Um, you know, if you wanted to get the perfect coaching team on the paddock at the moment, it'd be a razor and it would be Leon McDonald. And all of a sudden, you would become relevant to all the young people. Basketball has overtaken rugby in New Zealand as a participation sport. You've got to attract the young people into the game. And to do that, you're going to have to change the way in which you actually um, communicate with uh, the public. And part of that communication is saying, right, we are going to show you what the young people coming, what the young coaches are capable of coming forward. That's why I'd have the director of coaching. But we care. And, and I just worry at times the New Zealand Rugby Union doesn't care enough about the fans. They care enough about the financial side of it, and so they go off and they do a deal with Silver Lake. But that's, yeah. not, that's not the essence of, of the All Blacks. The we'll keep going with this because it's so interesting. Uh, Zoe. Mm, um, I, there has been an incredible amount of coverage uh, about this series over the last few weeks, um, and we, I think we need to be incredibly mindful of the way that we talk about it. We know from research and from other reviews and to other sports that by focusing too much on results, the end result, instead of athletes as, as human beings, it has a detrimental impact to their health and welfare and well-being. So it's something that we need to be mindful of. 
in regards to supporting the base of rugby, I absolutely agree. We should be supporting our base and we're not. Rugby are dropping the ball in so many aspects, not just with fans. And there are bigger issues at play here as well, regardless of whether or not the All Blacks win. So at the moment, there is a 73 to 100% gender pay gap for female players in rugby. Rugby New Zealand is the only major sports body not to meet the government-mandated 40% gender quota by deadline, which was December 2021. Everyone else has been able to do it. So why are we not having Mark Robinson, who I actually have a lot of time for, saying that that is unacceptable as well? Um, David, can I just respond to that? uh, Can I just react to that? The fact is, um, and it's inescapable, rugby is a professional sport. And whether, whether we like that or whether we don't, it is. And results count. And winning counts. And it doesn't matter what sport you want to look at around the world, every professional sport is about winning. Now, th- those, those other issues that Zoe just talked about are important, but they're not part of this particular debate about where does New Zealand rugby go from here. Uh, well, they are. Especially. Well, they are, aren't they, David? Of course they are. But we're talking about uh, this particular series. And just focusing exactly. on that, I want to ask you, how will Ian Foster be feeling now? I think I think he he's a good guy, but I think hope, well, I'm not saying hopefully. You know, there are some times when and Wayne Smith did it. He said he basically said, "Look, I'm not good enough to be a head coach, but I'm really good at being an assistant coach and a tactical technician." And perhaps that's what um, Fozzie needs to actually own up to—that he actually isn't quite up to the, to the speed of being the coach of the All Blacks. And, and, and that's, that's no disrespect to him at all, you know. I mean, in your, in your game, there are, in Zoe's game, in, you know, the people are better at doing some things than they are at doing other things. And I think that's the case of this now. You know, I, I, would, I would prefer to see uh, him actually sort of say, look, you know, I've reassessed. Uh, and I think it's time I stood down, let somebody else have a go, give them some time in before the next World Cup. But I don't think we should be focusing on the next World Cup because I don't think we can win it anyway. We haven't got the coaching team. We haven't got the player group at the moment. I would be focusing on getting as good a result as we can there and then focusing on Australia um, four Gosh, years later, which is just across the ditch. an incredible statement to make as a former chief executive that you don't think we can win the next... Uh... No, we can't. I, I don't believe we can and Amazing. we have a look at the pool, at the way the pools work if they go according to plan. We're going to have to get past South Africa, England and France. David, nice to have you on the programme. It's David Moffat there, the former chief executive of NZR. Wayne Smith is who he thinks. So you're on the panel with Zoe George Filler. I will try and sneak in the I've Been Thinkings later in the programme. Stay with us, 4 to 5, right here.